Hello and welcome back to a brand new Player 2 review discussion. My name is Paul James and today I'm joined by Player 2 Editor-in-Chief and Legend, Matt Houston. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Here to talk about these stuff. Yeah, we're talking about Dying Light 2 Stay Human. Thank you very much to Stride PR for providing us codes for the game. Um, you in particular were really look, looking forward to this one. Um, and look, I mean, maybe signalling some of my prior impressions first. I wasn't overly. Yeah. But we'll talk about kind of where I'm at now. Um, but far, I guess sign posting things a little bit. I'm far more positive on things these days. Talk to me about your love of Dying Light before before we dive into Dying Light 2. So, I mean, I guess it goes all the way back to Dead Island, uh, which was Techland's first kind of attempt at a zombie kind of RPG. Um, and I quite enjoyed the premise of that. I thought it was kind of a, a broken mess in a lot of ways but there was like a lot of potential there and then dying light then took that potential and made a really good game out of it that i quite enjoyed the systems were really good the parkour movement it was fantastic the zombies became a part of the environment more than an enemy i guess um that the in the dying light and, and in dying light too people are the enemies zombies are just a hazard that you have to negotiate um and it's an obsession about what most zombie games are, uh, you know. Um, so it's, a, it's something very different. And that, and that parkour movement in Dying Light was really cool. And it was kind of this game you could tool around in really and just have a lot of fun and play with the systems. The story was pretty, yeah, whatever. Um, but the, the systems in place were really quite good. So I, I had a lot of fun with Dying Light and its expansion, the following and and Techland put a lot of effort into supporting that game for a very long time. Yeah. Um, so I was looking forward to Dead Lo- Dying Light 2, just for that reason, because I really enjoyed the first one. And, you know, I love a redemption story. It's taken them forever to get this game out. They've had endless de- delays, you know. They admitted to announcing it way too early. Um, and it's here. So we've, yeah. we've been playing it. Yeah, we've both been playing it. Yeah, thank you, thank you to Stride again for for codes there that allowed both of us to play it. You're playing on the Xbox Series X. Yep. I'm playing on a PS5. Um, and I guess if I, you know, again, kind of discuss some of my thoughts on the franchise beforehand, I really didn't enjoy the first one. Tonally, it didn't click with me. Um, look, I'm not the biggest horror guy, and the Night Times really kind mm. of evoked that. Um, and it was really, really difficult at night time, especially if you got caught on the hop. Yeah. Um, but what I guess bothered me the most was that the parkour felt a little too slippery for me. I felt like, and look, maybe I could have dialed some sensitivities around a little bit more than what I did, but I felt like it was very hard to actually access what I wanted to access when I wanted to access it. And I'd end up missing a jump that really yeah. should have been able to get, or just like, not even that, but like I'm swinging, swinging my reticle around to, or my camera around to aim at a spot and I've kind of slid just past it a little bit and I've gotten myself into kind of a point now where they're just ripping and tearing at me and it's all over. And it was those sorts of little things that really just annoyed me about the game that just weren't quite there. And I guess as we segue now into talking about Dying Light 2, that's the thing that's impressed me the most about the sequel is that that one key component that drove me mad in the first game that just mm. wasn't quite precise enough is absolutely right here. I, I, yeah, absolutely. The, I didn't have any of those sort of issues at all, and you know, there's the movement there's in this game. I will go on record as saying is better than Mirror's Edge, which is a um, big call, obviously, because Mirror's you know, Edge is for, adored for that exact reason. Especially once you unlock 
you know, the wall running and the improving your leap over ability so you jump further after your leap and things like that. And once you start unlocking some of these abilities and chaining it all together, it is just fun. Like, it is yeah. glorious to just hammer through, dodge zombies, leap over buildings, use your glider, use a grappling hook, and you can combine it all into this one log. Like, it has a very minimal fast travel system. It's I didn't want to use it. I didn't want to use it. I just wanted to run, you know? And that, to me, like, there's very few games that do that well, you know? Most of the time in a big open map, you want to use the fast travel because you get sick of traveling. But the fun is in the traveling in this game. It is really cool. Yeah, I mean, even, like, when you're in a... Sometimes you find yourself in a hurry, whether it's a main quest or side quest or whatever, and it's kind of the opposite side of the map. You're like, oh... Maybe even you, even if you enjoy the traversal, there tends to be that temptation. Well, I can get over there quicker and then get yeah. to business. But I've kind of enjoyed just doing the just, the long trip. Yep, just it's, run. It's not, and it, to be clear, I say the long trip. It's still not a ridiculous ask. Like it, no, a no. few minutes. It's nothing, nothing insane either. It's not an insanely yeah. sized map at all. Like I think it, in game distance, I think from one side to the other is about two two and a half kilometers. Yeah, so it's so not it's pretty quick. enormous, and in, in the scheme of open worlds and you know in typical open world sort of fashion there's always a few little things you can find along the way even if you've navigated a path multiple times there's a good chance you're going to find a sash of some sort or yeah. whatever maybe you just need to to get some new like just up you know re-up restock your some of your basic resources and things that keep you afloat you're going to find some of those uh tucked around a corner that you just not explored before because typically and it is kind of the name of the game you are moving fast you're trying to escape some zombies that are after you or whatever the case happens to be and so you don't necessarily get the time to stop and smell the roses you need to you know yeah balls the wall off you go but if you take that slot you know you take that left this time instead of taking the right last time oh look there's some stuff grab the uh, rummage through that find that move on um other collectibles that sort of thing it's it's really it's really well designed in terms of the mechanics but then what they've done just by the allowing you to navigate slightly off the i mean it's an open world but you know yeah. being able to go slightly off the beaten path or the path you traveled last time there's going to be rewards for that and i've, I've enjoyed the way they've, they've designed the world and it's not over the top though yeah no it's it's definitely it feels like the right size like they haven't there is there's everything's always something to do there's no dead spots in them um i was yeah. a little worried uh, when it started and there was that big chemical area that you couldn't go into and I thought oh here's, they're, they're padding things here with an area you can't go into um, but it, it barely came into it it didn't make a difference at all and then later you got to go into it anyway uh, but yeah. you know so um, it was a narrative obstacle it's a narrative obstacle that's all that was and honestly I, I think they've designed a really really good map to suit these reversal systems but what also impressed me with the traversal is how it flowed into combat so well, especially against humans. Against zombies, you know, you can wail about with your, your sword or your, your electric whatever power, you got cricket, at the time. cricket bat or whatever you've got. Um, but with humans, they block and they dodge and they, they charge at you with unblockable attacks. And you use that traversal, your dodges, your blocks uh, in interesting ways to the point where you can use it like you can stun someone with a, a well-timed parry then leap over them and fly kick someone else in the head and then oh, leap over them. And it's just so fun, right? Like, like that particular one that you mentioned, they introduced yeah. right at right at the beginning right of the game, within the first yeah. hour or so. And from that moment on, that's all I was trying to do. <laughs> just get it perfectly and then just get that perfect and then you can, can just 
leap off someone's head basically and just boom cannon yep. into someone else foot feet first in their face and like i don't know about the xbox control obviously it doesn't have some of those features that the the, the dual sense does yeah but that feeling through the hands when when those boots sink into someone's head like that when is, you do the big foot stomp too yeah later on you get the big like jump on someone's head two feet stomp yeah. thing and one yeah. of the things that's i guess and i don't want to spend too long you know switching on to Sony Pony fanboy sort of stuff. But one of the things I guess that the DualSense has done so well so far, whether it's the likes of Astro Bot or whatever or mm. other games that I'm currently playing, um, is like the, there's a lot of subtle stuff. And I mean, if you think about, say, Astro Bot, for example, you know, there was rain or hail yeah. and you feel those really subtle movements. But when we're talking about some of those big ones, you know, that, that yeah. you know jump and kick to the head or whatever, like the, the, there's a heft to it and you feel the weight through the entire controller. The, the the triggers kind of tense up a little bit because you know honestly what else could you have done in that moment when you're flying through the air feet first so everything kind of locks up as well as that heft to the the vibrations and movement in the control so it's a really really powerful feeling when you do it, it makes you feel real strong I've, I've really enjoyed it in that sense they've utilized those features incredibly well and it adds to that immersion so obviously that's not something that you were necessarily able to experience on your side with the with the xbox controller and some of the features that i'm not trying to hang shit that aren't there in the xbox controller yeah, yeah. but like that moment to moment is still sure that dual sense thing is an extra bonus, but that moment to moment is just so satisfying. Yeah, it really is. And, and the way, and they've thought like cleverly about how um, to use parkour in a combat kind of situation uh, and then implemented it in the game, which is something really quite cool. I think um, I haven't seen it before. Like mirror's edge tried you never played Mirror's Edge for the combat. Let's put it that way. Um, and to be you fair, you weren't that. supposed to in a lot of ways as well. You weren't supposed to either. So I think this is the first time I've seen it done in in a meaningful way. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really cool. I, I really really enjoy just getting into a scrap with with enemies, and I didn't hide from it. Like in Dying Light One, you spend a lot of time picking and choosing your battles as opposed to rushing in. Uh, this game is much more balanced um, in how you want to play it. Uh, at night time, you, you spoke about night time earlier yeah. in the first game. It was it, it was a challenge, like it was proper, like and you could get really stuffed really quickly at night time in the first game. But this is a world that's lived. So Dying Light Two is a world that's lived with these zombies for a lot longer. So the world's a lot more prepared, and it makes sense narratively that nighttime is now easier because there are uv stations almost everywhere around the map you're never too far from one and if you stay to the rooftops you're going to be pretty safe at night so you don't feel that instant fear to explore at night that you did in the first game don't get me wrong if you make a mistake you'll pay for it and things can go pretty very bad wrong, pretty quickly. quickly but if you if you do things sensibly and you don't make any silly mistakes then there's no reason that the nighttime should hold the fear that it did in the first game yeah um, no, i'd agree with that uh it, it seems a lot more balanced and, and it encourages you to explore that risk reward mechanic a lot more than the first game did you know um when i started I, playing i was playing like the first game and was really scared about night and it took me quite some time to you know just push it out there and go oh hang on a minute it's not quite as bad as all that yeah, and that doesn't ma mean the game's easy by any no. stretch. Um, but to your point, like if you're smart about your play, whether it's being stealthy at the right times or just um, 
precise in your platforming or just knowing what is too much knowing when you're potentially going to be biting off too much then you'll be okay um, yeah, yeah and you won't you won't get punished you can go off and more or less do whatever you want yep and um, it actually encourages you to because yeah. some of the the best loot for you know upgrading your abilities and stuff is only available in buildings that you if you go into during the daytime are just wall-to-wall zombies but if you go in at night they're empty yeah, so they're out. Uh, they've gone and there's only a few in there so it's it's pretty much the only way to get this uh you know these upgrades called inhibitors which are you know narratively a way to boost power yeah but yeah, yeah still still make it still make a bit of sense yeah. narratively as you say i guess that's a segue to talk about the narrative itself mm-hmm. what did you make of it oh, it was fun it was it was a fun story it wasn't too serious uh, I did like the overall uh, story of it. I mean, it's not going to win any sort of major narrative awards, but I don't think anyone expected it to. It did more than I thought it would do. Uh, I, I saw the... Like, you haven't seen it, and I'm not going to give it away to anyone, but there is a, a final twist. It was fairly well telegraphed. I think y- you'll get it um, before it actually is revealed. Uh but otherwise, I liked the inclusion of Rosario Dawson's character. She's quite important in the story yeah. and a lot of fun. Um, but it wasn't just her. Like, all the other characters seem to have just as much weight. There's some really cool, like Frank, the guy that owns the tavern, and, and, and you know, some of the um, peacekeepers and things like that uh, that you have a lot of interactions with. I did like the choices, though. I think choices were real ponderers like a lot of times in games it's very easy to pick if you're playing as a good guy or a bad guy and choose it's very binary whereas in this game almost every choice is really gray like yeah there can be good and bad consequences there's bad good and bad for each choice you make and it it and it gives you a timer and i think that time was probably the most stressful out of yeah, the game yeah, for me yeah. <laughs> is picking I which choice that. i'm gonna go with <laughs> and i mean it's not uh, you, I guess there's parallels that can be drawn to the Telltale games in terms of how yeah. they throw the timer, at, the timer at you there, but they do that in the Telltale games so often that mm. that timer can sometimes lose a little bit of it, a little bit of its impact, especially given some yep. of the, not all choices can be these heavy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, heavy moments. Dying Light Two offers those just often enough. Yep, and they're they, always they appear, it, huge like, choices, yeah, like they're big ones, and they matter, and you're you're scared about what a decision no matter what you think might be right you're scared well what yep. what potential backlash is there to this what how's it gonna, gonna come play back out to? yeah um so yeah that's been really fantastic i guess if there's one criticism i have of the whole thing uh, in terms of the the narrative and the way it's kind of portrayed is that there are some fantastic um actors involved like a rosario dawson for example yep. there are some others and even some of the some of the writing at times and they're not it's not so much the um, the main cast, but some of the the periphery, yeah. and certainly some of the just the real basic NPCs, is that um, it's a little bit wooden. It has that that English Eastern is a European second language sort of yeah that yep. we've kind of seen from a lot of games from that part of the world typically yep. where you can tell that English isn't the first language, and that no matter how proficient the localization team has been, yep. there's always that slightly wooden feeling. Yeah, so yeah, you can tell that the, yeah. the NPCs and some of the minor characters have have been not not the same level. Like Troy Baker or Rosario Dawson, you know, uh, some pretty big names right there. Um, 
so they're obviously not of that level and you know it's but you can even tell some of those some of those cases yeah maybe there's been some something's gone a little bit funny through the localization period and so it's almost as though the actor's gone i'm reading this but it doesn't quite read right and so you kind of hear that stilted sort of thing in the voice every now and then yeah this is very minor stuff um yeah absolutely like it's i mean we are still talking about as much as the narrative that we've had so far i've really enjoyed it is still a zombie Mm. game it's core as you said i mean not that i've gotten there but the 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 final twist is not necessarily a massive twist if you're paying attention from the sounds of it yeah um there's enough that's been telegraphed there's enough that's been fairly straightforward but it is good for what it is yeah absolutely so it's just a shame that some of those moments do kind of i guess tarnish it and there is a couple of little things like that in dying like that i found like this isn't a perfect game there's there's some of that open world jank that you get sometimes like i think our because we're playing pre-release and there was a hefty patch that went out yesterday or the day before there's been a whole lot of patches so far. so well i've only noticed one big one on the xbox maybe there was a few more on the playstation well, there, I'm not there sure. was one extra one and don't worry day one people you won't yeah. have to worry about this unless you decide you want to play it 1.0 there was yeah. straight up a pa- uh, an issue with the booting on the playstation 5 version that it like locked before you even got into the game in the main oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I think it was, i think if i remember it was the difficulty setting screen i don't know i'd yeah. i finished downloading the game didn't get a chance to actually play it for a few hours and somewhere yeah. in the middle there the email came through saying we're rolling out a patch to address this i'm like oh okay right <laughs> people have already pointed they said thank you for pointing out I'm like i didn't even get that far but no uh, you didn't right. get that far no there was, i had none of that with the xbox i had a couple of uh like audio glitches where the audio would just stop working and i had to like close the game and start it again but i i have a feeling like uh, i think if i go back now that'll be fixed that feels like you know pre-release Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're day one, day zero patches, patch sort of things. So it's not necessarily uncommon in that respect. The game looks good though. Looks really good. um, Really good. I've really enjoyed things through that through that side of it. Um, And there's some really cool tech issues, uh, and we've highlighted some of those. But kind of tech visual tech glitches are not really something. No, no, not really. I you know the occasional zombie stuck in a object, but that's always funny. You know. Like they might be stuck in a car or something. You know, very rare though. Like this is not like something you see all the time. I've seen it. I could probably one hand, you know, count how many times I've seen it. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, and it's that, really... that patch that I was talking about, I just found in the email. It was uh, when you were adjusting the brightness. You know how like most games, yeah, yeah. you know, get the brightness right. That's where it happened, and the game would freeze up and you couldn't you couldn't progress. <laughs> it was game breaking. So you hadn't even started the new game. Oh, uh, um, whoops. <laughs> and, like, you know, again, you, you said yourself, yeah. these things happen. Yeah, pre pre release, pre release. It is what it is. But um, I, it's some really pretty moments in the game too. If you explore, like there's some amazing artwork, like graffiti artwork on the walls. That's one of the collectibles. You know, there's all those fun little collectible things. And I think what makes it feel so good, all these collectibles, and not just more work, is yeah, it's so much fun to move around. And we're back to that traversal system. Uh, so yeah, Spider Man was fun because of the traversal you no one minded picking up 32 backpacks or cassette tapes or anything because it was actually fun to move around as spider-man and it's much the same here in, in dying light too i know the developers copped some stick for quoting you know there's 500 hours in the game and blah 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 and all 500 hours of fun it honestly i'm disappointed now that i had to review it i would have enjoyed to take my time a lot more with this one and, and just cruise around a bit more and i'm really hoping they add a new game plus uh, soon, so I can go back and try some of those different choices oh, so and, and re- chase down. Oh, yeah, okay, right. 
yeah, and you know, New Game Plus, and, and keep my and try and boost all my abilities to 100% and all that sort of thing, you know, because it was so much fun. And and while it might not be 500 hours worth, it's more than the 30 odd hours it took me to finish the story with with some of the you know a good chunk of side missions. But there's, there was certainly a lot more to do, and I I don't feel like I've played it out at all. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not finished at this point, but I've felt really satisfied with everything they've mm-hmm. given me to do so far. It hasn't felt like overkill. If I quickly cycle back to the visual point from before, you obviously highlighted what it's like to navigate the city and what you can see with the graffiti yep. and all those sort of things. Those moments early on in the game when you're actually outside of the city and it's yep. a far more natural sort of environment is really, really striking as well. They've done some fantastic work in that regard. But yeah, cycling back to your point itself, there is lots to do. Um, it's not... Look, maybe it does end up being close to 500 with all the... There might be so many yeah. layers of things out there that we're not even considering in kind of that normal that normal sort of way. Yep. Um, but, like, I'd, I'd be keen to... 500's a lot. I'm not, I'm not going to commit to 500. I'm not going to commit to 500. I looked no. at my, play, my number one PlayStation Hours thing from that thing recently and my top was 74 no. last year. So I'm not, I'm not hitting 500 in Dying Light. But, no. Um, or even getting remotely close to that. But... I'll feel satisfied just, and I already do just really yep. enjoy combing the world and just seeing what there is to see. Some of it's just collectibles for collectibles sake. Others yep. are really valuable things that just share that little bit of insight into the world. And in terms of the, yeah, there's some there. that really good environmental storytelling. storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some really good stuff. Done there. a great job in that respect. One thing I really want to do once the game officially launches is try out the co-op which yeah. you and I haven't had a chance to play. It's not available no. to us in this pre-release um, period. And I don't but think that's... it's cross-play either. Oh, that's a shame. Well, I'll have to, yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to find someone on PlayStation might be, to play with. But yeah. It might be. We'll, we'll, we'll see what we can do. We'll see if we'll I'll play with Ash or someone here. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but like that's, that's a really, really cool aspect that if they had something like that in the original, yeah. would have won me over. Uh, I think it yeah, would have yeah. gotten me over the line simply because of the the fact that I can run around like I've got te- you know teammates to bail me out, people who are far more proficient in this world than I am. All those sorts of little things would have worked perfectly. Not to mention just running around and having fun with mates. Yeah, yeah. Here, I'm now enjoying that base game. I'm really having a great time. I feel like I'm far more confident with the the mechanics that are available to us. And then I could do that with some friends and go out and really cause, up to four four players yeah. too. So really cause carnage. Like, yeah. Now I'd be curious to see how things scale or whatnot. Do they just multiply everything by four and so it's still just a shit show? I don't know. Um, or are we just going to be a pack of four that are completely dominating everything? Like there's there's a lot of fun to be had in both of those yeah. sort of ways. Um, so I'm really I'm really keen to do that uh, when when the time comes. Like it's it's got me on the hook enough that when the co-op becomes available, I'll I'll explore it. I'll check it out. I, I hope it's got some like co-op specific stuff too, to be honest, because. Or it scales well because I I don't think like on played I played it through on normal difficulty, yeah. Um, and I didn't ever feel like it was beyond me. Uh, so I I feel like the, I've died plenty. Don't get me wrong. Um, and those are those colossal stuff ups that you talked about before. Where you've yeah, a bit not you know, too much got yourself into a you know. Spot. Most of the time it's my fault. I can see it really easy. The other times I might have just you know misread the situation or something like that. Um. But even even the the boss battles and things like that, which there's a few of them, and they are quite good for good. Cer- cer- certainly for a first person 
like melee based game. I don't, they're they're above average easily. Um, it 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 it's, uh, always felt like the, the the difficulty was right on. Like it, it felt like it was a good balance between like this isn't too easy and but you know I'm not dying every two seconds either. Yeah. So I I think the balancing has has been done really well. And then there are the harder difficulties. Or you know a dying light. One of those play, people that played thousands of hours of the original Dying Light. I'm sure you'll jump straight into you know super hard difficulty. And, oh, and take to it like a duck to water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think it's a well-balanced game from deck two, and you can see like this game took a long time to come out, but I don't feel like it was time waste. They they really did mean like they were making the game better by delaying um, delaying things, and and you can see that, that yeah. like it hasn't been wasted effort. Yeah, I mean it's been a long time leading up to this point. It's gonna be a long mm. time afterwards as well because what are they talking about? Like five years of support five years of content. Yeah. Um, and and, that, and most of the times like, remains to be seen, but. Most of the times I'd go, yeah, whatever for that. But Techland have got runs on the board as far as that's concerned. Yeah, like, I mean, that, it was exhaustive the amount they put into Dying Light, the original. Dying, they had DLC for Dying Light last year, the yeah. original DLC. Like, it's, you know, so they they supported that game to ends of the earth. So I, I can see them doing the same again. And they have a really strong community because of that. Yeah. Um, so I can't see them throwing that goodwill away. No, I, I'd, I'd agree. Mm. Any other thoughts about the game at all? Uh, no, I'm really incredibly happy with it. It's better than I thought it would be. Which is um, a lot because you were really excited about this game. I was excited for it, but, I, you know, the first game I was excited and enjoyed it, but I recognised it had some glaring issues. Um, this doesn't have those glaring issues, and I was worried it was going to be another one of those rough diamond situations that, you know, found a niche crowd. This is a genuinely good open world. And in fact, it's probably the first open world since the witcher that i've just enjoyed being in that i just want to be like i'm not saying it's as good as the witcher don't don't quote me on that one nothing uh, don't put that on the is as good as the witcher yeah yeah i think the world though the fact i enjoy being in the world like everything in the world has been designed to be enjoyed uh, like in in the way of its systems in the way of the combat even the jumping puzzles are really cool like, I yeah. usually hate jumping puzzles. Like, they're usually shit. But, Especially in like, first person. First person yeah, platforming is not terrible. usually very good. But they, they're really good. The windmills that you've got to power up, for they're fun to do. And they, you know, actually get you thinking about how to use your abilities and, and how to use what you've got in your... I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, uh, that's probably the biggest takeaway for me is just how much fun I had in the world. Um, yeah. it's It's really cool. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd wholeheartedly agree, and I've still got a whole bunch to go, so I'm looking forward to actually exploring that uh, in the, the coming days and weeks. Um, and, of course, you too can get your hands on it because Dying Light is uh, Dying Light 2 Stay Human is out this week. Yes, So, again, is. thank you very much to Stride PR for providing us both uh, a code for the game so that we can we can play it for you uh, and discuss it here. Matt, your review is going to be on the Player 2 website as well. Yep. Um, so be um, sure to check that one out as well. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? No, that's about it. Uh, it's been a pretty good start of the year. I've, I've got Monster Hunter Rise and now uh, Dying Light 2. So, I've, it's, you know, two from two so far. <laughs> Touch wood. <laughs> I mean, the world knows what I'm playing at the moment, but I cannot yeah. say peep about it. But, it, like, setting that aside, it has been a very strong start to the year when you think, you know, there's that, there's those two Pokemon yep. has caught everyone off guard by what it's done. 
Um, and obviously, we're now only just starting to kind of kick off what is a very busy Q1. Seven March. Two. Yeah. 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 So things are looking good fun. for games in 2022. That does scare me a little bit because there's a lot of year to come and a lot of games still on the way. So certainly is. If they can just dial that back a little bit so that we actually have time to enjoy everything, that'd be sweet. Um, but I do feel like I'm thrilled that I did actually get a chance to, and like I said, not done, still intend to give this game a proper opportunity. So I, because I think if I didn't get myself a review code, I probably would have just bundled into the. Oh, I didn't really like Dying Light one. Yep. It, if you look at it through trailers and those sortings, it doesn't really look too different, but playing it is noticeable. Yeah. Um, so I would encourage anyone who felt a little bit ho-hum about the original, especially in terms of that moment-to-moment, to give this a go because it, it is so much more satisfying. It's so much more accommodating. It's cleaner. It's more precise. All those little quality of life things, they really, really add up to a to a fantastic experience. So I highly recommend it. And obviously you've su- sung its praises. And, and yep. if anyone wants to get any further thoughts from you, they can check out your review on the Play2 website. Yes, as soon as I write... <laughs> <laughs> presumably around the time that this video goes live for yes yes so, it'll be up before the embargo like it'll be for, time for up the embargo. for embargo not before we're, yeah. we're good like not that. before we're good yeah the moment of the embargo lifting yes. we'll be right there well matt will be right there we'll be right there too um yeah. so thank you everyone for watching and or listening uh to this review discussion dedicated to dying light 2 again thank you to stride pr for that and i guess i should really shout out this uh beautiful disc plate that you guys sent as well Matt if you want it it's yours you being the big dying light fan <laughs> of the two of us you just have to say the word and I'll send it up to you but it was a really nice little gesture that uh, to kind of it, look, it looks good on the, the Sony stable there mate you know uh. <laughs> look, if I get to the end of the game and I'm dead set in love with uh, in love with dying light too like more so than what I am now then to hell with you you're not getting this thing I'm keeping it it can sit right there I'll knock these uh, the stuff on top here and it'll sit on It'll the wall look good. Right? Yeah. I need some good displates but because um, <laughs> I don't have any and I mean this has sold me on displate as well that's a whole other thing though um, so yeah thank you to Stride for providing all the support when it comes to this game we're really really appreciative go check out Matt's review on the Play2 website um, and a whole host of other things that are on the Play2 YouTube channel but Matt where do people go if they want to see what you're up to uh, Huso81 on Twitter or uh, just the player 2 au on Twitter's the, the best place to find us. Everything we do, obviously, is at player2.net.au. Um, we've got a whole bunch of reviews and stuff coming up. It's uh, yeah. been a really busy start of the year. So, videos fun again. almost every day. Uh, only times that I go up is when I lose track of time and forget. Um, but we've we've got stuff coming out all the time on the Player Two YouTube side. Yes, there's there's the written stuff there. Lots of features, lots of reviews. It is a very busy time of the year. Um, hell I've still got a review coming out for Shovel Knight that came out like three months ago at this point that I'm just going to put out regardless um, so go check all that stuff out and yeah that's that's it for Paul James Games for myself on Twitter and to everyone watching and listening thank you very much for doing so and we'll see you later it's your end.